On today's show, what's wrong with the Dallas Mavericks? Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, they just can't get it right. We'll talk about that and the teams that have the most to prove with the rest of the season on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast, NBA channel manager, and uh, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On NBA your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to do two things to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know which team has the most to prove over the last. 2018, however many games they have of the season. Uh, let us know in the comment section below. We'll talk about that in segment two. We will play our favorite game every single week. Count it, count it up, where we count out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. And joining me to do all that is Pat the Designer. What you got for me, Pat? Don't be a ref around Fred Van Vliet. Good Lord. It's uh, free smoke, free smoke. All right, Fred. Rockford's <laughs> finest, baby. Fred Van Vliet. The, the Raptors will never win a game that Ben Taylor refs <laughs> for the rest of time. I don't I don't think. They just want to be what? Can you they say just, that? They just, don't worry about it. They just want to be. <laughs> these, re, these refs come in here and they just want to. We'll talk about, we'll talk about <laughs> that and count it up a little later when we talk about the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including Fred Van Vliet going off on the refs. Draymond Green taking Dylan Brooks to school. Anthony Davis wants to be like Pau Gasol. Giannis gets a triple-double revoked. All kinds of fun stuff. We'll do that and count it up. Uh, But let's start here with the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks, Luka and Kyrie in tow, go into New Orleans. Second out of back-to-back for the Mavs. No Reggie Bullock, no no Maxi Kleba. But the Pelicans don't have Zion. Ingram only played the first half. No Jose Alvarado. No Larry Nance Jr. So then this Pelicans team has played very badly recently. Very badly. They started like 23-13, and have been a very bad basketball team since then. Lots of issues. You could listen to Jake Madison, Locked on Pelicans, about all those issues. But this Dallas Mavericks team loses 106 to 113. Luka Doncic leaves the game in the end of the third quarter with this thigh injury he's been dealing with. And the Dallas Mavericks just have some problems. And I talked about them a lot on Lockdown Mavs tonight. But I wanted to talk about them here because I, I think that this is a, a bigger thing for the NBA right now. And Luka and Kyrie are this team that I don't know if anybody wants to play them in the playoffs. Do you want to play Luka in the first round? Is that something that you want to do? But they have so many holes and so many problems. Like, I, I don't even know where to start sometimes, Pat. Like, <laughs> like what's the uh, – from the outside looking in, what do you think is the biggest problem with this Dallas Mavericks team? Jason Kidd. It's a good place. It's, to, even, it's, a, good, it's a good place to start. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even a question to me, right? Because, because to me, what I see with this Mavericks team always comes down to system. Now, is the talent on the team living up to par? No. I, I think there's some issues with your roster as well, right? I think that uh, Christian Wood – is a nice offensive piece, but sometimes when you see him on the defensive end, it's it's a little bit scary. Um, but I think for the most part, right, like you look at the Mavs roster and, and there's not a lot of guys on there outside of your top two and Kyrie and Luka that strike fear in you. And so because of that, there is a lot of one-on-one offense that happens. And a lot of the offense that is created outside of that one-on-one offense is driving kick offense, which literally is just Luka Doncic driving into four dudes. They collapse on top of him, and somehow he squeaks the ball in between them with a really nice pass, and it gets out to the corner. And maybe, 
Tim Hardaway Jr. knocks it down. Seven for eight, one for seven. Same dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> just so a, I, just depends on what month it is. It just depends on the month. You know what I mean? So I think that uh, to me, right, like outside looking in, the biggest thing that I've noticed is just how one-on-one the system is. And I've watched the Bulls play this system most of the years, so I, I can pick it out very easily when I see it. And I think that it, it's not a system that's conducive to winning. It's it's like a 2005 style of offense, and it just doesn't work in today's NBA. Now, the offense has worked. The problem is it's not imaginative. They're, and whenever they come, run into any problems at all, it just completely deflates. They depend so much on three-point shooting. To your point, yeah. it is a lot of one-on-one. It starts and ends with that, basically, because it's one-on-one. Luca or Dinwiddie before or Frank Nilakina or McKinley Wright or whoever has been the point guard at certain times. Now Kyrie. Yeah. It starts with that guy dribbling the ball, pounding the rock, trying to create a, a shot. And it's so much one-on-one stuff that they kick out to these shooters and they create a ton of wide open threes. This Mavericks team creates so many threes that they can just beat you on any given night. They can literally beat anybody in the NBA on any given night because they could just yeah. make 25 threes in a game at on any given night with Tim Hardaway Jr. and Reggie Bullock and you know and whoever else, Maxi Kleba, whoever else is out there. And hopefully they defend well enough to to win a game. Now, this season, the defense has been so bad because uh, the personnel has, has changed completely from last year. You had Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleba. When those three guys played, like you can create a pretty good defense around them. If Luka's trying, yeah. he's big. You know, it's it, he's he's not a great defender. He's not going to take up a lot of space, but he does take up space. This is not yeah. a Trey young situation where you're like, okay, he's not a good defender. Doesn't pay attention. And he's physically incapable of, like, of yeah. defending some of these guys. At least Luca is big and can get in your way, has good hands, all that kind of stuff. This year, a lot of that has gone out the window because of just how little effort he puts in on the defensive end so far this season. And so now the Mavericks have this big problem of, an unimaginative offense with these insanely talented two guys where when Luca and Kyrie have been on the court together, it's been 130 offensive rating. Like, uh, that's really good. <laughs> that's yeah. an incredible offensive rating. They're scoring at a really high rate. Those guys have, have elevated this team to a place that they didn't think that they could go. But then when it comes down to crunch time, there's no, there's nowhere to go and they don't know what to do and they don't have plays to call. It's only just Luca pick and roll. It's only just the double drag screen. It's only just, you know, Luca or Kyrie running something like that and then just trying to make something happen. And so your point about Jason Kidd, I think is correct. He he has this thing against Christian Wood. I I've I vacillate between all right, I'm I'm with you on the Christian Wood thing, Jason Kidd, and then other days I'm like, well, okay, you're you're down Maxi Klee, but you're down Reggie Bullock in this game. You, you gotta score. This team is not score. Like this team has to outscore the other team. And Christian, what's your best option to do that at certain points? Now, yeah, he, he makes a lot of mistakes. He, you know, is bad, awful on defense at times. He's, terrible. he's come up with big plays this year at times, though. He had a big block against Anthony Davis in the Lakers game. Like he's had some some big moments. But Jason Kidd doesn't trust him, and this is where we are. So, what does a team with a bad coach do at this point in the season? Like a, t- a coach that is inflexible, what do they do at this point in the season? I I, I think that. You you look towards what you can accomplish this season. You look towards building chemistry with Kyrie Irving, who you hope is going to be there for a little while, right? I mean, b- pretty big trade to bring him in there. You hope that he's going to stick around with Dallas. He seems like he's at least happy being in Dallas, right? And and I, I think you try to build as much uh, uh, chemistry with him and Luca, and you try to figure out what roles are, right? Like right now, 
the one thing that we can say that probably won't change is Luca's not a really good off ball player. He kind of needs the ball in his hands for him to operate at a high rate, but Kyrie Irving is right. So you need to figure out how their dynamic is going to be able to work together. Doesn't mean Kyrie can't bring the ball up. Doesn't mean he can't be the point guard on the team, but you got to figure out to me, right? Like, okay, where do we need to be on the floor? Once you figure that out, then you can figure out how to piece guys around them. These are two of the best players in the NBA by far. The two best isolation players in the NBA this season. Like, so to me, you have to figure out, okay, how do we insulate what's already here working successfully? If, if, and if, I, 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 it's weird because I can like compare them to the Bulls because of how close we <laughs> actually are with how our seasons have gone. And that's really all we're on right now, right? We've got the same questions about Billy Donovan. We've got the same questions with Zach Levine and stuff like that. And it's just like, okay, but what, what's here that's actually going to work for more than just this year? And at least you guys have Luka and Kyrie to to look forward to for more than just this year. Uh, but Luka Doncic now with this this thigh injury, I'm not sure how long that's going to keep him out. It doesn't seem to be a major injury because he did try to play on it. He's been dealing with it for the last couple of games, yeah. and so we'll see what happens with that. We'll have you we'll have you covered over on Lockdown Mavs. Isaac and I will have episodes every day and every post game talking about that team. So Mavericks have a big problem. It's, I think some of it starts with Jason Kidd and. Is he holding Luka accountable? I don't know about that. We'll talk about that more on Lockdown Mavs. But coming up, let's talk about the teams in the NBA that have the most to prove over the last, like, 20 games. Honestly, we have, like, 20% of the season still to play. It seems like <laughs> seems like it's ending, but we have, like, 20% of the season still to go. Some teams have stuff to prove. I'll talk about the West teams. Pat will talk about the East teams. We'll do that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about the Nissan All-Electric Player of the Week. From the uh, the Nissan All Electric 2023 Nissan Aria, uh, my player of the week. I'm go- I'm gonna throw a curveball. Mikael Bridges, Mikael Bridges going over to Brooklyn. He now gets this starring role. He's kind of the star, the main guy on that team. This week, three and zero, the big comeback against Boston. Win against Charlotte. Win against Houston. He's averaging 33 and a half points, six boards, almost four assists, a steal and a block, shooting 50% from three, eight free throws a game, shooting 92% from the line, plus minus on averages, plus 11. Mikael Bridges, that this guy is electric. What he does is brilliantly fierce in the mid in the mid range. He's stunningly powerful on defense. He delivers on duality, both sides of the ball, just like. The 2023 Nissan Aria. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin to your power, uh, pin to your seat power, and premium intelligence all in one EV. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. All right, Pat, let's get into the teams in the NBA that have the most to prove over the last 20% or so of the season. Um, I'll, I'll go with the Dallas Mavericks since we're on that right now. The Dallas Mavericks, I think, are one of the teams that has the most to prove over this last stretch because of some of the things we talked about in the first segment is that Luka and Kyrie got to figure out the crunch time stuff. All of their losses when they've both played have come down to the final five minutes with five points, like between five points. That that has been this team. They can outscore anybody. Their defense is not going to stop anybody. They're not going to get enough stops. They don't get enough stops against bad teams. The Jazz didn't have anybody. The Pelicans didn't have anybody. They still couldn't get stops against them. The the Spurs the other day, the Mavs couldn't get stops against the Spurs. But they got to outscore you. And so they got to figure that out. They've got to prove that they can outscore teams like this and that they can play pretty much perfect offense through the rest of the season and that Luka and Kyrie can figure out stuff 
in the clutch. Give me an East team. Give me an East team that needs to figure some stuff out. My number one team. And I'm going to start with the positive, actually. And, and it kind of makes me puke a little bit, but this is an NBA <laughs> show. Uh, the New York Knicks for me, because I've seen them go on that that 9-0 streak. They, they did end up losing a night to Charlotte. But I've, I've seen them go, or uh, yesterday, I should two days ago, I should say, to Charlotte. Um, but I, I've seen them go on the, the 9-0 streak. Love what we saw. But again, who are you playing in those streaks? Those are, That's kind of what I'm looking at. They hit a little bit of a lull in their scheduling. So they got Utah, Brooklyn, Atlanta, Washington, Pelicans. Two games versus Boston. Brooklyn again. Miami in there. Mm. Love that they went on this streak. Love that they got themselves moving in the right direction. I love how Jalen Brunson has been playing. I love how Julius Randle has been able to play off of Jalen Brunson. As, as a Bulls fan, right, it's amazing to see how when a point guard uh, takes the ball away from a dude that shouldn't be playing point guard and passing the ball as much as he is out of his hands, how he can go out there and actually just play when he's focused on the thing that you paid him to do. Uh, but I think the Knicks kind of have to prove as the season continues on, right? Like, okay, how are you going to play against some of these top teams? They got Denver coming up. They've got uh, the Clippers in that lineup. They've got Sacramento uh, uh, coming up. Uh, I think that's next, right? That that uh, that game's tonight, actually. So I, I want to see, okay, prove to me now. I see that you can do it versus these guys. You did it versus Boston. Top team in the East for sure. Let's see if you can keep that going versus some of these top teams. I need another West team, Nick. The Knicks are a really good, the Knicks are a good one because I think a lot of people think they're going to be a, like a first-round exit, but... I, I don't know. They, I think they can prove something. Show me different. Show me different. I feel like they, they've got the, a point guard makes such a difference. And it's just, get the bell ready. It's a Tom Thibodeau team. Hey. It looks like a Tom Thibodeau team. Thibs, I baby. drug him back into it and got him to talk about Tom Thibodeau. I was like, <laughs> we can't get out of this without you talking about Tom Thibodeau. That was, that's amazing. Um, all right. Another West team for me. The Los Angeles Clippers of of. Irvine, I guess, or, or long wherever, wherever their new stadium is with all the toilets, with the, where all the toilets are. Uh, the Clippers, I think, have stuff to prove because going into the season, really smart people like Zach Lowe and people on this network picked the Clippers to represent the West in the finals. Now, at this point, our Clippers host, Darian Vaziri, is like completely out. <laughs> he watches this team every day. And if you listen to Lockdown Clippers, he's like, I'm out. I don't think this team has it for various reasons. They have stuff to prove. And some of it is health, but since the All-Star break, they are 1-5. and five. They have one win, and it came against the Raptors, and they almost blew it, and Fred Van Vliet went off on the refs. So whatever that means about that win, uh, it's not a very concrete win, <laughs> is what I'm saying. And since getting Russell Westbrook, it has just been abysmal to try and watch this team. They have, blo- they have blown leads. They have all kinds of weird stuff going on with... Kawhi and Paul George Westbrook was a starter and it it is just so weird to watch this team with so much talent be so deep have top and top end talent mid talent and like all the way down the roster they they fill a couple of holes at the at the you know the trade deadline and now all of a sudden like this team is waffling with like the play-in and we did not expect this team to be in that that position so I think the last stretch of the season here this team now that they're healthy has something to prove give me an ace team the Atlanta Hawks. Caca. They are 33. Hey, did you just caca? Yeah, I caca the Hawks. <laughs> Is that what? <laughs> what? What's happening here right now? <laughs> What's going on at Nick's house? I didn't have. I didn't. I didn't have a bird sound. I don't have a bird sound. Uh, I think okay. the Atlanta Hawks have a ton to prove here because, uh, right? Like you, you brought in Dejounte Murray to kind of be the. Uh, 
the stabilization of this offense and help out a lot on defense. And while uh, Trey Young is still putting up a lot of points, they haven't been the most efficient points and they haven't led to a ton of of wins what direction is this team going is this something that is going to work you have 17 games left in the season to try and figure that out and and i think right like you need to know going into what is the future of this team uh especially with quinn snyder now being being the 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 new guy over there right like i think you need to know okay how is this going to work how are we going to adjust very much like i said with uh um what the Mavs need to do, right? Like you need to be going into next season and going into this playoffs, but more so to me going into next season, already understanding, okay, this is everybody's role. Trey can't play off ball. DeJounte's going to be here. We're going to stagger guys this way because you are, that's a pretty big gamble to take with a six, four and six, one backcourt. And the guys in your front court, some of them guys almost seem like they're going to get traded every week. Well, so John Collins still plays there, right? Like, doesn't he still play? Like, last kind of. last four games. So the Quinn Snyder era, John Collins is seventh on the team in minutes, 22 minutes a game. So he has been relegated to the bench. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. That team does have a lot of proof, especially with Quinn Snyder. It's a really good one. Give me the, in the West, give me another team, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. Because Carl Anthony Towns is going to come back. They're all of a sudden playing good basketball. Uh, they went through the doldrums of their season. They're kind of playing some good basketball here of late. And now Carl Anthony Towns is going to come back. And I think it's all about can you prove that Gobert, Towns, and Anthony Edwards can work? Now that you have this kind of different team. And I think that that's the one thing that they have to prove is that can that work with, with those two guys? It didn't at the beginning of the season. We all saw it. And now you're bringing back a guy in Towns that has been an all-star very recently, has played really well, but doesn't really fit with the other guys and what they're trying to do. So how does that work? What can they prove? And it's just, to me, just prove on the basketball court they can play defense well enough and play offense well enough to not just be a first-round out or be a playing out right now. Because right now they would play – who would they play? They would play the – what is it? It goes it goes 9, 10, and then 7, and 8. So they would play the Mavs right now? Nine, ten, and seven, and eight. Yeah, they play the Mavs. Or right no, now. they would play the winner of Mavs versus the the nine, ten. So hold on, nine, they would probably play the Mavs right now to play in. I'm not picking the Timberwolves in a in a one game play in against the Mavs. Would you? I've watched the Mavs play defense, so I don't know. I know. I've I've, <laughs> I've watched I've watched Rudy Gobert and must win games over and over again get played off the floor. He's he's also got the guy that that actually would pass him the ball though. So <laughs> yeah, I mean Conley makes, makes a little bit of a difference. I don't know, I mean, but I don't, I don't know. Con, I don't know. Conley can't play against the Mavs though. <laughs> that this this is also true. They played him right <laughs> off the floor last year. Points were made here. Points anyway, were the, made. the point the point of all this is they have some stuff to prove with Towns coming back. Give me an East team. Final East team. Listen, I, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't sit here and, and mention the team that I covered on a day in, day out basis. <laughs> Go off. Go off. My God, prove something. Like, like anything that you could prove, prove anything to me. No, and, and weirdly enough, here's the thing, right? Uh, I think they, that they have started to prove some things, maybe not even just to the rest of the league, but just to themselves, right? Um, you had to figure out if you paid the right guy. Oof. And if literally the only issue that w- went out uh, um, was Lonzo Ball not coming back and you not having what we thought was going to be a legitimate point guard, Niall DeSumo, standing into the point guard position. Um, I, I knew he was a combo guard, but I think the, the big thing was, right, like, okay, 
Is the problem just that Zach Levine has the ball in his hands? Since Patrick Beverly has come on this team, and I'm not sitting here telling you Patrick Beverly <laughs> is a world beater at the point guard <laughs> position, and he's made a world of difference. Don't don't even start that. But what I will say is he's taken the ball out of Zach Levine's hands, and he's made the initiative for Zach Levine to say, hey, um, you're a shooting guard. Shoot something. <laughs> and so I think in that case, now you're – since Patrick Beverly has been there, Zach Levine has had one game where he scored under 25. He's had two 40-point games. He's had three 30-point games, right? Like, all of a sudden, you're seeing the Zach Levine that we thought we were going to see because you took a little bit of responsibility away from, very similar to Julius Randle on the Knicks side with Jalen Brunson. And so mm. I think now the thing that the Bulls need to prove most, one, listen, go on go on a run just so we're not in off-season content by the end of this and we actually <laughs> can make the playoffs. You know what I mean? That'd be nice. I'd, I'd appreciate it. I like the, pers think, the personal vendettas. Like, I, I need it, bro. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, give, me, give me a play. Got to prove something to me something. for prove me. Prove it to me. But I, I think I think uh, the the biggest thing that the Bulls need to figure out right is are there any pieces on this team that are moving towards a modern day offense? Demar Derozan could be one, but is he better suited as Spurs Demar Derozan than what we saw last year as Bulls Demar Derozan? Mm. There's a lot of questions on this team. There's a lot of things that I think the Bulls can actually go out there and prove. They beat the best team in the NBA last night, or the second best team in the NBA last night. Like, I, I don't know what they, we've beaten the Bucks, the Celtics, we've beaten the Nuggets now, the Warriors. Like, what what are we? I don't know. Help me. Help me, Nick. Help me. Can we trade T? At least you have Luca. <laughs> Coming up, let's play our favorite game every week. Count it up. Where we count out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including Fred Van Vliet going off on the refs, Draymond Green going off on Dylan Brooks and more. We'll talk about that. Coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar, tastes like a candy bar, they're delicious, and according to their website, flavor so fresh, it'll slap your taste buds, Pat. I would agree. <laughs> uh, the mint brownie puff is a new flavor. I haven't tried that one yet, but I am a fan I of get that. I am a fan of the puffs. I like the puffs better than the regular bar. Isaac, my co-host yes. on, on Mavs, likes the regular bars better. But the brownie batter puffs my favorite one. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, six grams of sugar, bar covered in 100 percent chocolate. You can get them at Walmart or Sam's Club. So you can go to a literal store and get them, or you can go to their website, see all the stuff available. They have all kinds of deals running. All the time. You can try the promo code locked on. Try the promo code locked 15. See what happens. And uh, and yeah, go and check out Built Bar for a protein bar that is worth your time. Check it out at Built.com. All right, Pat. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On NBA your first listen today. Go check out Locked On NBA game to game. Go check out Locked On NBA, Locked On Mavs, Locked On Bulls, all kinds of good shows that you can check out on Locked On. We got them all covered. But right now, it's time... It's time. Count it up, count it up, count it up, count it. Where we count out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. And starting with this, the Toronto Raptors lose to the Los Angeles Clippers and some questionable calls were made, especially according to Fred Van Vliet, the Raptors point guard. He said, quote, and I'm, I'm going I'm to do my best. Oh, we can't play it. I'm going to do my best with this. Quote, <laughs> I thought Ben Taylor was terrible tonight. We're losing the fabric of what the NBA is. Most of these refs are fair, and they try hard. And then you have these other ones who just come in and want to be di Most of my texts this season have come with Ben Taylor. So my question is, Pat, with my great bleeping skills, Count it up. how much is Fred Van Vliet about to get fined for these comments tonight? 
Why do you just have bleeps? Why? You like my bleep sound? Why do you just have bleeps ready? Do I have bleeps? I'm ready. <laughs> no, I have bleeps. <laughs> oh, dog, that is hilarious. Um, a lot, <laughs> a lot, because it doesn't stop there. It no. do yourselves a favor, go watch the full. Amazing. Rant. It does not stop there, and you know what? It, are are you? He's going to be fine for sure. What, what what are we thinking? Like what what is it? Twenty thousand, right? Twenty thousand oh, usually it's if you go be, to referee. But it's he goes off. He goes off not on just a referee. He goes off specifically on one referee, and then yeah. brings in all By the other name. ones and says most like you got some of these other refs that come in and just want to be, you know, penises. <laughs> That's what he says. Was was that was that the? That's uh, the not right the, way to that's say not it? the word he he uses. You, you go. We go medically. So so here's <laughs> here's my question. Right. And and I think that are we seeing or is the NBA ever going to do anything about it outside of just finding players? Because it's not just Fred Van Vliet. Hey, listen, we've almost heard this weekly. Hey, listen, from one player. I cover a team. I cover a team that has Luka Doncic on it. I th- there is <laughs> there is not a ref that doesn't have something against this team. I also was in the room when Spencer Dinwiddie went off against uh, Tony Brothers this this year when he was like, "Hey, he called me a uh, an mf'er right in front of my face." <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so there, there's something. It, it's getting worse, I think, with these referees, and and it's so hard to call this game. It's so hard to make the right call. We have instant replay immediately. They got to change some rules. I think. The rule that I've always gone back to that I don't know why they don't do it in the NFL more is we got this replay center. Just put like one person or two people on every game and they can make the calls immediately. Have an earpiece for the ref and just boom, the call is made. The right call is made. And then boom, that, that's it. Just move on from it. Like we all just want the right call to be made. And especially if it's being made by somebody that's not in the room, you can't just like scream at that person because they didn't make the call. It was, it was, Hey, it was done by the people upstairs, the people in Secaucus, New Jersey. Like, do that. <sighs> Draymond Green <laughs> responded to animosity in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Draymond, the people, the, the, who were the players forever ago that were like, oh, all these guys are just friends and blah, blah, blah. And you got Luca and, and, and Devin Booker that are going at each other. And now you have Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks doing, doing this. <laughs> Dylan Brooks had a statement recently that said, of many things, quote, I don't like Draymond Green at all. Draymond Green comp responded to this with an incredible thing that you have to go watch. It's uh, it's on Draymond's podcast and all over Twitter. He said, he talked about how Dylan Brooks isn't who he thinks he is. And then said, you guys have been talking about the dynasty quote. The dynasty starts after you, not with you. He also called him a clown. He called him an idiot. So my question, Pat, Count it up. how long before Dylan Brooks is allowed to show his face in the NBA again, after getting dressed down like this? Um, I mean, dog, he deserves it. <laughs> it, it. I I am I need people to understand this. I am I'm a Bulls fan first, but I I really really like the the aggression that Memphis plays with to an extent. When it crosses into you're hurting your team by your style of play, that's when I'm like what are you doing? And dog, like John Morant can back it up. Jaron Jackson Jr. can back it up. You can't back it up. Dylan Brooks is the one dude. You want to know (laughs) what his last two games look like? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 
13 points, one rebound, one defensive rebound, no assists, no steals, one block, one turnover, negative 18 plus minus. And a technical that got him suspended for the next and, game because he has 16 already. And it's just, it's like, it's every single night with Dylan Bro- You're not Ja. Your name's Dylan. Relax. <laughs> um, He also punched Donovan Mitchell in the thing that, that Fred Van Vliet called the refs earlier today, so... He's he's also yeah he's it, I'm also by the way this is this is a side shot you know what I mean it, it's not directed at Dylan this time uh, by the way maybe don't go with the guys that has four rings defensive player of the year I and mean, stuff like that four time all star all that but uh, Bucks fans I need y'all to calm down as well anytime <laughs> Dylan Brooks does anything have you ever seen this on Twitter bro. Have you ever been on Twitter with Can't any play where Dylan Bucks Brooks? It's, it's just all. No, it's, it doesn't matter. Any play where Dylan Brooks does something dirty, Milwaukee guys, left and right, all up in there. Oh, this guy should be in the league. Can't believe that we're paying this guy. How can we support this <laughs> in our NBA? Grayson Allen sitting on the other side of the bench, looking forty-five, like he's doing a <laughs> Just for Men commercial out here, and you're Ted sitting here questioning son. Dylan Brooks. Come on, dog. I, 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 that was a side shot, but they deserve. <laughs> uh, this week with the Lakers, Pau Gasol had his jersey retirement in an awesome ceremony where uh, Vanessa Bryant was in, in attendance as well as many others. Anthony Davis, after the ceremony, said, quote, I want to be in that group talking about getting his Lakers jersey retired among some of the greats like Shaquille O'Neal, Pau Gasol, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain. Count it up. How close is Anthony Davis to getting his jersey retired by the Lakers, Pat? At least three more rings. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say it's impossible, right? I, if Anthony Davis comes out, plays well, it, and is healthy, he's gonna score a lot of points. He he is still, when healthy, one of the one of the best power forwards in the league. He doesn't always like the contact, but still one of the best power forwards in the league. You gotta win though, and. and uh, I, I'm a. I've said this over on my show, and I think that this is a real. This time right now is a real indication of what the Lakers are going to end up doing by the end of this. I think that this two weeks without LeBron that that's going on here is a time for them to just be like, let's see what this team looks like with AD, mm. and see how this all goes down. I think a serious decision could be made around AD based off what we see over the next couple of weeks of basketball because at the end of the day, I, I know he's still dominating anytime he's on the court, but there he can't LeBron can't play forever. Like, right? Like <laughs> he can't Brady this thing, can he? Like he's just he said, 48. He said, watch me. He's still putting, you know. <laughs> watch this. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> LeBron's like, watch me whip. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself now. <laughs> uh, here's my thing with Anthony Davis and getting his jersey retired. He's got one championship. That that is a prerequisite to getting your jersey retired with the Lakers. You probably yep. need two <laughs> to get up there. Powell has two. Every Wilt Chamberlain, I guess, has one, but he's Wilt Chamberlain. Um, <laughs> you either have to have two or be Wilt Chamberlain. Those are the, those. That's what you got. George Mikan has multiple. Kareem has five. Like Anthony Davis has played 179 games in four years with the Lakers. That is the equivalent of about just over two seasons worth of game. Two seasons yep. worth of games. It's just not enough games. He, he's got to play more. Now, he's averaging, what, 25 points, 10 boards, three assists, a steal, two blocks. Like, he's got the numbers to do to, to yeah. do it, to get up there. But 
the Lakers retired jersey section is just a different echelon. Like you have to have special playoff moments. And so far, my guy has had one playoff moment and one playoff five game, <laughs> like like five game or uh, what was it? A play in and then a, and then a five game series. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. he just hasn't had enough of those yet. So I, I don't think he's close right now. Actually. Is my is my take on it? Unless if, the, unless the Lakers are really desperate and they need something good to be like cheering about at that point, and then they bring him back as like a, all right, let's just let's put him up there and blah blah blah. Gian- so, so let me ask you this: If he maintains, say maintains twenty six and twelve, but it's the games played. Oh well, for sure, right? Let's say let's say healthy maintains twenty six and twelve, but doesn't get another ring. He's on pace for two seasons worth of games over four years. So he could play four more years and only play four seasons worth of games. Like play eight years for the team and only four years worth of games. I hear you. I, is, four years, is four years enough to to retire Jersey? Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm just saying, right? Like if if he can stay healthy, if if the – because AD has – I will say he's had the weirdest injuries I've ever seen in my life. Like his own just teammates. Weird, yeah have fallen into him like he's walked and fallen over and then like <laughs> things just pop you know what i mean like it, it's it's weird injuries right but say he's able to maintain being healthy 65 70 games a year at this point that's healthy to me right and he's averaging what he's averaging now when he's on the court doesn't win another championship does he get his number retired and they don't win another championship don't win another championship. Do they, do they make the playoffs? Like, do they Play, do, make make the playoffs? Playoff moments, all that stuff, right? I think I guess Anthony Davis he, is a good enough player. If he adds some longevity to it, I guess he could. But I, I'm just not. I'm not believing that he's going to at this point. All right. Okay. Last thing. Last thing I want to do is uh, Josh Giddy this week dropped 17, 11, and seventeen assists in an OKC win over a fairly healthy Warriors team. No Wiggins, but Curry was back. This guy on TikTok, Chavo Sports, posted a video about how hilarious it is that a guy named Josh Giddy that looks like Josh Giddy put up 17, 11, and 17 the way that he does. Giddy took the video. He reacted to it on TikTok, and um, it's hilarious. I know Josh Giddy has the rest of the NBA pissed. You have players in the gym literally grinding moves all day long while you have Josh Giddy just dribbling around with his left hand and scoring at will. Watching him play makes you wonder, like, are moves actually necessary or can you literally just walk by people? And then if you cut him off, he's just going to back you down and swing the rock. Like, I really don't know how else to explain it, but if you watch this game and then check the box score afterwards, you would have no idea that Josh Giddy had 17, 17, and 11 against the Warriors tonight. <laughs> Could you imagine trying to explain to your family how this man put that stat line up on you? So did he go between the legs? No, he just dribbled around me, honestly. <laughs> did he put it between the legs and there's clips of this of just josh getting dribbling in a straight line just around dudes like right to the rim like didn't didn't dribble between his legs no moves no hezzy like nothing just straight line drives to the rim and uh yeah so josh getty's responded to that video and uh it's it's worth a watch i i josh giddy is the answer to oh he couldn't do this in today's era. How could that guy play in today's game? Just, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like he's still really good. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna discredit him. He's a really, really good player. But there are times where you look at him, you're just like, I, I could do that. Yeah, like, I can like, dribble. It's not, like it's not. I can dribble left hand, like, finish left. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I have that ability. Like, I, 
And that's six seven. You know what I mean? It makes a difference. <laughs> oh man, so funny. There you go, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on Locked On NBA. Go check out Locked On NBA game to game. We're here from people like us breaking down and reacting to our games. Uh, the only way that we know how, being the experts on our team. So go check it out on this feed wherever you're listening or watching this episode, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On NBA. Bye bye. Boom.